Man, honestly, man, when I, I remember one day I was um, leaving, it was like a Thursday or Friday, I was walking out, probably, probably 16, 17, and Les Miles called me. And I was like, man, like, this is the head coach of LSU. He's calling me. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> and, and they offered me a scholarship. And I was just like, dang, like, LSU, like, <laughs> right. this, one, this one of the top programs, man. This man, Les Miles, took some time to, to call me and so. going on peeps welcome back to brick city it's your boy the real charlemagne hey, it's been a little while but i'm back i'm back hey today we got a special guest former nc state superstar and like i'm gonna put him on the map i'm gonna add a superstar to him he a humble uh -huh. dude um played in the canadian football league for two years hey mr mcgurk what's going on man how you doing Good man, good man. How you doing? Appreciate the uh, the introduction. Superstar. I wouldn't say all that. <laughs> I wouldn't say all that. Being a former athlete, just looking to hop on, you know, have a yeah. conversation. So thank you for yeah. having me. That's good, man. Hey, look. Um, so look, we met we met at Planet Fitness, man. I um, I saw you had on the 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 your your, your old team up there, and um, look, my hometown homeboy used to play for that team. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I was like, player. I was like, you know, Eric Blunt. He was like. Oh, that dude, you know him, Eric Blood? I was like, yeah. He was like, oh man, that's crazy. So yeah, yeah. but um let, let's start at the beginning, man. How you get into football? Not for sure. Yeah, I've been playing man since I was in about third, fourth grade. Used to play for the Bull City Lions. Uh it was just my, my parents always kind of put me in a whole bunch of sports, man. I played everything, baseball, football, basketball, okay. Just everything growing up and played played in elementary school, kind of played in middle school a little bit. And then when I got to high school, it was honestly you know, I thought I was going to be a basketball player, to be honest. But um, okay. when I got to 10th grade and I went to this AAU tournament, uh, the Peace Jam, uh, this, this, this is Nike tournament. Mm -hmm. That's when I realized I wasn't going to go to, to Duke to play basketball. Hey, look, well, hold on. Let's let's pause right there. What what happened to make you realize basketball wasn't your sport? Man, I was 14 years old and I was barely throwing down one hand. And these other guys is windmilling and <laughs> – Catch stuff off the backboard. I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. That's 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 when I kind of pivoted, and you know, I was also getting recruited for football. Like I said, I wasn't. I mean, I, I played, and I was I was always pretty good. I was one of the bigger guys, but I wasn't too serious about it until you know in tenth grade when I was like, okay, maybe I could you know do this long term, and was kind of hearing you know maybe I was decent and was was getting recruited, and so I kind of shifted my focus towards football. Okay, probably the second half of high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What high school did you attend? Went to Hillside and Durham. Durham, Durham, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that's what's up. Well, uh, yeah, y'all, y'all, I kept up with y'all. Y'all was pretty good, pretty good squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we was definitely decent. With that, they they won the state championship the year before I got there, and then uh -huh. every year I was there, we either made it to the semifinals or the quarterfinals or something. We was always pretty close. So we was always definitely one of the top programs in the state for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, you know, I, I, you know, as we always talk in the gym, you know, I. I said, you know, just let, let, let's talk about your recruiting process for a minute. You know, like you said, you said you got serious about it in the 10th grade. And then, you know, you start getting offers, you know, people start looking. How was that recruiting process for you and your family during that time? And then how did you decide on going, locking down NC State as your 
is the school you want to go to. No, for sure, man. At first, honestly, at first, the recruiting process was kind of slow, man. I was about, like I said, I played basketball, so I was 10th grade, and I was like 225, 230. Mm-hmm. Offensive tackle, so I mean, I was definitely getting, you know, people would turn to film, like, wow, this, this guy's pretty good, but then I would step on the scale, but he's, you know, he's he's small. Right. And so the uh, recruiting process was slow at first, but then I kind of put on some weight and kind of went to these camps, and man, it just went from zero to 100. And I really started getting a lot of offers, really, the beginning of, of 11th grade. That's mm-hmm. when it sped up. And then um, towards the end of – or towards the beginning of 12th grade, man, I was choosing between, you know, Georgia and LSU and NC State and then mm-hmm. USC. And um, went on an official visit to Georgia. Had a great time. Went on a visit to LSU. And then my mom actually has um, um, MS, multiple sclerosis. And so okay. when I figured that out, it's kind of like, man, I kind of just want to stay close to home. Okay, so, okay. Right. So I ended up just going to NC State. It was 10 minutes up the road, man. And yeah. it, it just made sense for me um, as far as family, just being close. And then I also wanted to be a vet. You know, NC State had a good vet school. So I was yeah. just – my mind was all over the place. But right, 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 right. <laughs> choosing to go to NC State. So, yeah. Yeah. So when when was that, in, 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 you know, um, as a kid, and like you said, you was, you was going to ba- – you was thinking about basketball, and then – you get a letter. What, what, which letter did you receive, or which offer did you see? Was like an odd moment. Like, wow, people really, I'm that dude for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? They kind of, <laughs> they kind of gas you up. Which, yeah. which, which school was that? They kind of gas you up for a little bit. Uh, man, honestly, man, when I, I remember one day I was um, leaving. It was like a Thursday or Friday. I was walking out, probably, probably like 16, 17, and Les Miles called me. And I was like, man, like this is the head coach of LSU. He's calling me. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> and, and they offered me a scholarship. And I was just like, dang, like LSU, like <laughs> right. this one, this one of the top programs, man. This man, Les Miles, took some time to, to call me. And so uh honestly, man, just just kind of going through the process and just meeting, you know, some of these big these big names. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Mark Rick and you know, mm-hmm. going to his house and stuff like that. It's just, you know, hearing these like, like I said, these big, these big household names. Calling your phone was kind of like, dang, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine as a kid, man. Just, but like I said, man. I mean, I like it's you, you very humble young man. So I know it didn't bother you. You know, you just like, hey, I still got to stay the course, and I can tell you got a good foundation at home. You know, to oh, keep you sure, yeah. keep keep you grounded. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I don't get me wrong. I, I definitely have moments where I was on my high horse. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's sixteen years old. I think that's one thing that's not really discussed and recruited and, and, you know, even with the NIL stuff is, you know, these kids, especially now, even more so than when I was in high school, right. are kind of on these high horses, you know, so it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. important to stay, to stay humble and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, have that humility. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, let, let, so. now let's, put, let's push forward to NC State. How, how was, how was that first day of, of, of what do you call it, uh, training camp, you know, when you first get to NC State, when you transition from high school to D one, yeah. And no, it's, level. It's, How it's was a, that? <laughs> it's a big transition, especially for the linemen. I think that's something that's not talking about, man. I got on there my first day of practice, man. I was going against uh, Tub Bradley Tub, the defensive end for the um, Dolphins. Okay, so I was going against him, man. He, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was with my ass every day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, dang, man. Like, you know, I'm so used to just throwing dominating, around, right? You know, just being it's it's, it's easy out there. You get in college, man, it's just a whole nother speed, man. You got to know yeah. stuff mentally, and then physically you also got to be strong enough to, you know, withstand. Yeah. So it was definitely impressive. What was your size when you went to, when you when you started college? Because yeah, I know they put on put weight on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my, two, yeah. Like, like 275, 280. 
Two eight, okay. And you how tall are you, man? You like six four, six five? About six five, six six, about six yeah, five. Yeah, six five, six six. Okay. Yeah, and um, cause like I said, man, I was like, I said, I saw you in the I was like, this is a big dude. You know what I'm saying? I was like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but um, yeah, so that was that was a humbling experience to you because you 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 the man for a while, then you get to college and you like, yo, I ain't the man no more. So you gotta yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so how how did that make you feel? And and did that did that okay, did it make want to make you work harder or did you just be like, yo? Man, I don't know if I could do this. Which way, which one was? No, well, I mean, honestly, a little bit of both. I mean, honestly, I, I'm a competitor. So when I got there, man, I was like, you know, I'm just as good as y'all. You know, honestly, I, I put, I showed that on film in some mm -hmm. capacities. But man, honestly, <clears throat> my redshirt freshman season, I was supposed to be a starter. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like on the cover of this magazine, and I was like preseason uh, freshman All ACC. It was offensive newcomer year, all this stuff. Yeah, and going into that season, I actually messed up my knee and missed that uh, whole year. Wow. Okay. And so, and so honestly, coming off injuries was 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 really when um, I kind of lost that that faith in myself, you know. And that's mm -hmm. when you know things was like this, and they kind of went like this. Got <laughs> so, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah, man, that's that's dope. So you know, look, the Stenic, you know, um, who was your toughest opponent while you was in NC State? Let's let's talk about that when you when as you as far as team or like a player. As far as the player you played against. Who's the toughest opponent you played against? Uh, I would say um, the defensive end from Wake Forest. I can't, I can't hold on one second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, look, while he's uh, looking that up, look, we, we'll keep it going. Then he had a phone call come in. Look, he's a busy man. But I appreciate you guys listening. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, you back, 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 back Okay. Yeah, I had, had a little small difficulty there. But no, um, yeah, I always said the defensive end from Wake Forest. I honestly can't remember his first name. His last name is Bashim, mm -hmm. number nine. I think he plays for the Bills now. Mm -hmm. But I would say either him or, you know, I got I got to go with the hometown team here, obviously, NC State. We have four defensive linemen, man, that got drafted in 2018. And all those guys were, were hard to go against. B.J. Hill, he starts for the Bengals. Yeah. So he starts for the Dolphins, and then Justin he starts for the Bears. Right. And the street, street street plays. Well, I think Street's going through free agency right now. But he played for the Saints. He started last year, so yeah, because from here, right? He's he from Greenville, right? Street. Yeah, yeah, Catavia Streets from Greenville. Yeah, from uh, Jay's Rose. I remember when he moved here, man, and I was like, "This kid a monster." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, he in, when he was in high school, I started to follow him again. I was like, "Yo, he he yeah, he the real deal." Like so uh, so yeah, I, I would say honestly, man, just going against those four guys every day, man, was yeah, made you better. Was, I mean, yeah. yeah, it was like game day every day. Our coach mm -hmm. would say that. My, my old offensive line coach is now the offensive line coach for the Falcons. Okay, left for, okay, and man, he used to say every day during training camp is like game day. Like you, we're going against the best, you know, the best defensive line in the country. And so that was wow. game day every day in practice. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's wild, man. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you glad you hung with it. So um, transitioning. You know, you 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 were NC State. You know, you're doing well. So, senior year, um, you know, we talked about that. COVID, COVID kind of hit during the transition of your senior year, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and um, you know, I know you, you know, you missed out on some train, you know, some um, senior days and things like pro days and stuff like that due to due to the yeah. pandemic. So, you know, as far as that, did you? Did that kind of put a damper on you? Be like, man, I missed my opportunity to go to the NFL, or did you just say, "Hey, I I'm gonna continue to try to play CFL, 
or you know another league how did that work how did that feel for you and how did you transition to go to the CFL no for sure man I feel like all athletes in 2020 man went through like that mental fog of just like mm-hmm. what do I do you know like what's mm-hmm. going on what's next um and it, it was difficult man like you know normally when you get done with your senior season you know some seniors play in an all-star game they got like five all-star games I played in one of them and then I did that and I came back and was training and then you know, in March, they said, you know, the gyms are closed down. Then they stopped uh, pro day and stuff like that. And then after the draft, I mean, I, I had got a few calls, but not like, you know, a lot yeah. of calls. I got like three calls from three teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, man, uh, <laughs> after the draft or before the draft, I got a call from the Browns. And they was potentially saying, you know, you might um, get signed as a priority free agent at, mm-hmm. at the end of the draft. And the, the last day came, um, I didn't get a call. And I was just like, hey, man, you know. And honestly, I wasn't really surprised because I didn't have a pro day and I had a whole bunch of injuries in college, man. I knew that, gotcha. And I knew that pro day was going to be big for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next day, a scout from the Browns reached out to me and told me essentially if they have uh, the Ricky mini camps, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm extended the invitation. And then two weeks later, the NFL came out and said, no, no camps, no Ricky oh, mini camps. Oh, man. No wow. wow. So, so I was just like, dang, man. So now – um, I, that you know that one opportunity was kind of squandered away, and so yeah. just moved home, moved to Greenville. Mm-hmm. Um, was just working out, man, and the gym wasn't even open in Greenville, man. I was right. working out in the backyard. Wow, I was okay. Push, I was pushing trucks and uh, <laughs> doing, doing air squats. I was doing push-ups with the band, just finding ways to yeah, yeah, to stay in shape, right? Stay strong, stay in shape. Was running yeah, yeah. And stuff like that, and so okay. um, I had never the, the, the next year, twenty twenty one. Uh, honestly, I was done with football. I was like, man, I waited a year. Mm-hmm. Still in. Nothing really shook. The CFL got canceled that season, so it was only right. just the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's this thing called the Spring League, which is like a developmental league okay. for the NFL and the CFL. And um, I actually got invited to play in it, decided not to do it. Then the last game, the coach called me. was like, man, look, this guy got hurt, yada, yada, yada. We need somebody to come in and play this last game. So I actually mm-hmm. flew to Indianapolis. Uh, I played this, <laughs> this this last game in the spring league. Wow! Um, and did you know did fairly well? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, man, th- uh, three weeks later, got a call from Canada. Wow! Like, man, we wanna we wanna get you on the team, and so that's that's okay. how it happened. Okay, okay. <laughs> you, you can you know you transition from college. Now you go into the pros. You know, um, what is, what did that look like? You know, as far as competitiveness, and you know, just. You know, just from a standpoint, you're going for college, now you're dealing with grown men that's been in the league for a little while and, you know, all this other stuff, you know, because um, uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I said, football is competitive. Once you 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 consider a pro, you're a pro, you know what I'm saying? So no matter oh, NFL, CFL, XFL, whatever, you're a professional, you know what I'm saying? So how was that transition? No, I mean, it, 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 was, um, it was solid. I think a lot of times people – you know, they think, you know, the NFL, obviously the NFL is, you know, the the height of football. Yeah. You know, it's just the, it's the best you can get. Right. But, you know, like you said, man, if, if you're a professional, you're a professional. This, this, some of those guys are getting paid, you know, decent money. You know, they're, they're feeding their families. And so it's it's competitive. Yeah. Like, the, the the guys up there are, are somewhat just as good as some of the guys in the NFL. A lot of the guys on the team, you know, played in the NFL. You know, some, we had guys on our team who were, you know, first-round draft picks. We had a guy named mm-hmm. Matt Elam who was a first-round pick out of Florida. Wow. Our backup quarterback was Cardio Jones, was a quarterback from Ohio State. And so, you okay. know, there, there were guys on the team, you know, who were yeah. in the NFL. And so the competitive level, 
the competitiveness is definitely there. Um, it's it's some solid players, man. So you, if you go out there, you better be ready. <laughs> <laughs> got ready, you know, you know, in, in any aspect, whether it's XFL, USFL, CFL, all yeah. the guys are trying to trying to get to the league. And so yeah, 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 yeah. So so what does it look like, you know, as far as you know, um, I know, you know, we talked about contracts, things of that nature. So when you when you signed your name on a dotted line and got that contract, how did how did that make you feel? I feel good, man, but I feel like it just wasn't enough. Uh -huh. It, it, it kind of kept me hungry and um, mm -hmm. hungry for more, I guess. And so yeah. when yeah. I got the contract, I was definitely happy that, you know, it's, in some ways, you know, my hard work paid off. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I still wanted more. So yeah. I felt good about it, but, you know, it was kind of like a almost like a motivating factor for me. Got you. Got you, got you, got you. So you, so you had a stint, you know. I know, um, you know, we talked about injuries. So how did that affect your your uh your stint in the CFL with the injuries and things of that nature? Yeah. Honestly, man, I was good, man. I was, I did well. The first year I was there, I was on the practice squad. I got put up for a few games, and then mm -hmm. um, the second year, man, came back, uh, went through training camp, played through the first few games. Mm -hmm. I just got hurt. I, I got hurt in the game on a bull rush. Um, oh wow! It's funny. <laughs> I was we were playing Calgary. Okay. And I threw this guy down, this defensive end, and the next play, man, I feel like he didn't even care about the play. He just was just focused on trying, <laughs> trying to put trying you to run me over. Wow! Yeah, so I got bull rush, and it was a routine play, and then I didn't even fall nothing like that. And yeah. I was straight. Up. Yeah. And then uh, like twenty seconds later, my back just started hurting, man. Yeah. I yeah. Ended up having a herniated disc. So. Oh man! Dang. Yeah. yeah, man. Like, like that, that's that's tough when the back is a serious thing, man. People don't understand that back, boy. Oh, yeah. Control everything. I didn't understand either, man. <laughs> could use the bathroom, could sleep. Oh, that's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> hey, that, 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 that back is something serious, man. But um, so you know, I know how how did that how did that affect you? You like, I, you know, we we've been talking about it, you know, here and there. You know, he's like, well, do I go back? You know, because of injuries, you know what I'm saying? Or do I, you know, do I just play? I'm just going to hang it up. How do, you know, where's, what's your mindset now as far as football? I mean, just honestly, risk reward, you know, opportunity cost, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. what, is it really worth it? One of my homeboys, you know, went out to the XFL and he just tore his Achilles. He's 28, you know. Wow. That's not, that's not an ideal injury to have, yeah. you know, at 28. Yeah, so you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of you know a matter of opportunity cost. I mean, obviously, football is an amazing sport that's provided a lot of opportunities mm -hmm. for um, I mean thousands of people. But um, you know, you have to kind of assess where you are in life. You know, where yeah. you are in life, and you know your goals. And you know, NFL. Not saying it still can happen. You know, and obviously, you know, if if a team called me right now, I think I would go. Yeah. But um, as as far as the XFL or the USFL, but um, you know, you kind of got to look at the opportunity. The opportunity cost to kind of see if if, if it's yeah. worth it. Worth and it. for me right now, you know, I, I don't know if uh -huh. going back to Canada is is, is worth you know. <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. I understand. Uh -huh. I'm understand. But like you said, you know, when you start getting older, man, them injuries, but they nag you and nag you. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like you be seeing me walking, know. man. I'd be like, look, dragging that leg sometimes. But yeah, but it's you know, but it, it is what it is, man. But um, you know, I. And, and like you said, I said, I understand, you know, some people, some people like, man, you know, you continue to live your dream. But like you said, you already lived your dream per se, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in the scheme of things. So like you said, now it makes sense. It got to make sense for you to go back and put your body on the line, you know. And I, 
I tell people about athletes, man. When my son went to college, it was like I got a whole different perspective because I'm seeing it firsthand. And, and all the work you guys got to put in as college college athletes. Yeah. And, um, you know, people, when they talk about the NIL, things like that, like, well, they get a free education. I said the education is not free because you working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, your, yeah, your day is from, look, I know his day was from like 8 to 10 o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Between yeah. practicing and school, I saw, and, I saw a study that said student yeah. athletes uh, donate, or I guess put in forty three hours a week towards your sport. Wow, and that's 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 more than a you know forty hour work week. So you right. about forty three right. hours towards your sport plus school, trying to you know yeah trying to be a student, and then on top of that, trying to have a social life. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I said, man. I said some people they just be like, man, heck with it, I'm done. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because a lot of people think, you know, uh, at least from a football standpoint, a lot of people think, you know, the athletes are just you know out every day and yeah, having fun all the time. Man, when I was in college, I rarely went out because I yeah. was either, I was either busy or tired. Right. And that's how I was with him, man. You know, he'd be like, yo. I'm, like on Friday, if they had a game the next day, they coach would put them in a hotel. Even if it was a home game, they put them, lock them down, so they wouldn't oh, yeah. go out and do nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, so they'll get some rest and get adequate rest for the for the next day. So they won't have any, you know, outside distractions. distractions. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it, it's crazy. So what? So you know, you brought up the NIL. How you feel about the NIL now? Like I know, you know, you missed that that calling. You know what I'm saying? Your timing was <laughs> off a little bit. How do you feel about the NIL now? No, I, mean, I, I think it's good. I think it's good that athletes are getting paid. Um, and I, I think that maybe they could go back and pay pay the athletes. They didn't get paid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Give us a little uh, something on the back end. But no, I, I think it's a great thing, man. I think I think that you know there should be some regulations though, um, mm -hmm. as far as not a cap on how much they can make, but a cap on how much they have access to in college. Right. Um, in my opinion, just because mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, I don't know if. If I was 18 and I got, you know, $500,000, I don't think I would have done well with it, you know? Right, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just being real, you know? You get you yeah. get access to that kind of money, especially, you know, depending on your your upbringing, you know what I'm saying? That, that's, you know, that's like, wow, you know? Yeah. But like you said, I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. It should be some type of trust or something set up where you only have access to this per year and then the rest of it, if if something happened to you, then hey, you you sat over here, you know, for a little while. You know 100%. what I'm saying? Yeah, because I, I also, also think that NCAA should have, or schools in general should have done a better job of um, putting out financial education first before, you know, giving people this big lump sums of money, you know? Yeah, and so you know what else? Like, these kids hitting the lottery, you know? Yeah, look, that's what I was about to, that's what I was about to go next, you know, next to you. Um, look, I ain't asked no names, but you know, you was talking about how some players that you know in the NFL are still struggling. You know what I'm saying? They still kind of, yeah. you know. So, what do you think should be in place to to help that transition? You know, I, you know, from even from high school to college, then especially now because they get paid, they get the NIL. But from especially from college to the pros, what do you feel should be in place in college? It's for everyone that, that possibly could transition to the NFL or to the pro circuit, you know, in any sport, what do you feel should be in place? Well, from a football standpoint, because I can't really speak on all sports, but I was mm -hmm. from, from a football standpoint, 
I mean, most most freshmen get there in the uh, the summer before training camp. So, mm-hmm. I mean, guys are on campus. You know, they graduate in May or June. They on campus in June. Mm-hmm. So I think I think as soon as athletes get on campus, man, before anything, um, they need to check their health and also their financial health. Mm-hmm. Two, two, two different things. So I think there needs to be a, a class in place, like a mandatory class for like athletes get like almost like a certificate, you know, saying I went mm-hmm. to this financial education course and I know, you know, about taxes, about rent, um, about how to save my money, about how to invest my money, mm-hmm. uh, liquid assets versus investing, just things like that. I think it's just important that athletes need mm-hmm. to know, you know, what money is before they get it. Because, you know, I think, I think <laughs> this, in the, in the NIL went kind of backwards. They gave the money and now they're trying to backtrack and say, yeah. well, here's these regulations and, you know, here's this financial education where they should have put the regulations and education up front mm-hmm. and then gave them. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. That, like you said, it's like the, the, the chicken before the egg type thing. You know what I'm saying? Which, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, which one came first? And then, like you said, you give them the reward first and then tell them, say, hey, uh, don't you can't do this. Don't do that. With the reward, and I'm like, that's not fair to the kid. But like you said, you 18, some some kids 17 to graduate early and getting that kind of money, man. You know, like, well, I, th- I, th- I think what these people aren't thinking about either, though, is the fact that you know, you got 18 year olds who, I mean, not only are they getting big lump sums of money, but they're becoming like the breadwinners of their family, you mm. know, and, and, and the pressure that comes with that. I can imagine I'm 18, 500k, my mama made 30k. And I gotta give her this, give her that. My cousin gotta uh, give him this, give him that. You know, look, I ain't even looking at it from that standpoint, but yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Imagine 18, man. People ask like yeah. somebody 50 ask me for money. I don't want know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that, that that's something definitely you think about, man. Because like you said, you instantly become, you know, the breadwinner of your family, and then like you said, it depends on your family financial situation and. Probably nine times out of ten, the situation ain't that great. You know what I'm saying? No, like, yeah, for, for sure. Especially with the football athletes, sadly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, um, now let, let let's shift a little bit. Transfer portal. How do you, how do you feel about that? In in in, I, in, I, in, in, I, in the high school there. No, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I think that's good too. But I think that it's good that they're kind of giving athletes autonomy and letting them decide, give them some agency, let them decide about. You know their own path and careers, um, but you know it's funny. I saw a coach from Texas. Who's the head coach at Texas? Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, I don't even know right now, man. I don't remember his name. I think he said something like in an interview. He was saying, um, you know, if a player, um, you know, enters the transport portal, you know, they can't come back to the school. And I'm just like, you know, coaches will have a job at a school. And recruit mm-hmm. for that school while interviewing at another school to leave. Mm. So my thing is, why y'all gonna hold these players to a standard that y'all hold the coaches to? Right. And so I just, um, I think the transfer portal is a good thing, man. I think if you know, I mean, obviously, you know, if you're complaining and, and you're not putting in, you know, the work to change the situation, that's one thing. Right. But if your situation is just not gonna work out, it's just not gonna work out. There's nothing wrong with leaving and finding a new home. There are plenty of guys, man, who transferred. And I've seen it who have done well. So mm-hmm. I don't see anything wrong with it at all. Yeah, okay. You think you should put a limit on it? You think you should put a limit on it? You think they should just let it leave wide open like it is then? As long as you got eligibility, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> no, I, th- I think uh, there should be regulations on everything. So I think yeah. there should be some regulations probably implemented. But um, 
I, mean, I think it's a good thing. Like when I was when I was a freshman in college, man, if you wanted to transfer to a school in your conference, you had to sit out two seasons and you lost a year of eligibility. Wow. And now you can just transfer. You can NC State, you can go to UNC and play next year. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. But yeah, man. Um, so we got a draft coming up. Wait, you know. We, I was talking to some guys. I feel like it's a it's a it's an offensive heavy draft this year. What do you, how do you feel about that? No, I, I think the same thing too. I kind of want to hear your thoughts on the draft too like, <laughs> about the top players. But no, I think it's I, mean, I think every draft is you know quarterback driven. Yeah, the, the, you know where the league is going. You see the, where these quarterbacks are getting paid, man. Like hurts, hey, hurts, man. I'm like God. <laughs> A hundred what? A hundred and ninety some guaranteed? Man, that's <laughs> hey Philly. Look, Philly won't play no games with that. He they was like, yo, we're gonna go on. We don't want no Lamar situation. We want you to go ahead. Hey, we we you got our heart. <laughs> so <laughs> we gonna pay. No, no, yeah. I, mean, I, I think a quarterback is man, a good quarterback is ready to find, man. Somebody yeah. who can lead. And you know, I think people who don't know the ins and outs of football don't understand like how much the quarterback has to know. Yeah, like yeah. they are smart people. <laughs> you are a smart person, straight up. You're smart. You're genius. Okay. Because okay. you gotta memorize plays, you gotta memorize checks, calls, you gotta know what the offensive line doing. You gotta know what the defense is gonna do. If the defense give you a new look, you gotta call a new play. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You gotta know all that in three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> true. If true, you're a quarterback, true. man, you 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 are a smart person. So it's it's a valuable yeah. position. It's the reason why they get paid all that money. Right, right, right. And that's what I said. From the outside looking in, a lot of people don't understand athletes, you know, and, and what it takes to be an athlete. And I'm like, you know, they'd be like, well, they get paid too much. But I'm like, you you have to stay in shape all the time for your for your job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You working at you working at the hospital, you working somewhere, hey, you could you could gain some weight and, and slow down and your money gonna stay the same. An athlete, look, they they slow down, gain some weight. It's possible they get cut. <laughs> yeah, they replace you in a heartbeat. Yeah, 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 man. So who you think? Be, like, I, like I know that I, the Panthers got the first pick, man. I know they. I heard they're looking at Young, but how how you feel about that? I don't know, man. I, I, it's, it's tough. I think I mean Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are both really good quarterbacks. Yeah, but I think it just comes down to like. Who's gonna take the job the most serious? You know, who's, who's gonna be that leader who can like, you know, who's, who's gonna be able to come in at twenty two and be able to tell thirty year old men, you know, follow me. You right. know, so you gotta find a special dude to do that. Right. And I think both of them are special. So I mean, I think the Panthers can't go wrong, honestly. As far as like, yeah. from like a man perspective, as far as like talent though, man, I think Bryce Young is is, is the better player though. Okay. Um, just because you know <clears throat> he face. Better competition. I mean, Alabama versus. I mean, Ohio yeah. State still they play good guys, obviously. Yeah. But um, better competition. And, and honestly, if you, if you turn on the film, man, if you turn on the film, Bryce Young had to make a lot of plays out of nothing, whereas mm -hmm. CJ Stroud kind of um, it just seemed easier out there. You know, he didn't have yeah. no pressure in his face. He had a really, really good right. offensive yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, he so. had a good little O line. Yeah, yeah, he had a great O line. So he yeah, was no pressure. <laughs> he got that lead. Yeah, he got to be able to roll out and throw it. On one yeah. leg, and I seen Bryce Young do that like a thousand times. So, so um, look, you being an old lineman, and, and I think Bryce, what they got him listed like five eleven. Yeah, you like you think that's you think that's a that's an issue to, I mean, a quarterback at that level, 
the having the height because you like you said you six five six six, and you guys like you said even though you were in a squat position, but you know doing your your uh your your blocking. Do five eleven? He's still gonna have a little tough time seeing over you. How do you feel about a yeah. quarterback that's an average height five eleven, like the Russ Russell Wilson type quarterback? How do you feel about those quarterbacks? I think you gotta look at the history. I mean, I think the NFL, you know, analysis and people like that, they always they they stay on size and hand size, mm-hmm. and height, metrics and all this stuff. But you gotta pull the numbers. I mean, I feel like yeah, he's definitely smaller, but you gotta look at the successful quarterbacks that have been the same height as him. You know. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, yeah, uh, Kyler Murray. Like there's yeah. plenty of guys who aren't that tall that have done well in the NFL. So I mean, I think ideally you want somebody that's six four, six five at quarterback. Right, I mean, right. Like I said, if it's hard to find a good QB, so yeah, yeah, I think it'll be all right. I think it'd be all right. Got you, got you, got you. So who, who look, look, you, I know O line near and dear to your heart. Who's the top O lineman you know coming out this year? Man, I can't even remember that dude's name. Let me look real quick. It's the guy from uh, Georgia. What's his name? For Georgia? Yeah, Roderick. Uh... Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, because he, he was a big boy. Georgia, Georgia O-line was all, they was all, they was huge. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they... <laughs> <laughs> no sense. Yeah, Bro- Broderick Jones, that's his name, Broderick. Broderick Jones? Yeah, you think he, he... He's, he's, he's solid. He's solid. Sol- solid dude. Yeah. No, nah, man, Georgia, Georgia got some dudes, man. Honestly, when I when I when I went on a visit, when I was thinking about there going out of high school, man, it was it was some dudes on the squad then. And so just seeing them go from like a mid tier SEC school to like you know, the best one or one of the best is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So look, so you watching you watching the sports now, like you be like, yo. That his technique wrong. Do you be analyzing? Do you look? You be in. You be in. You be in uh, the living room analyzing. Be like, yo, he 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 got to use the wrong technique. He he need to be doing this. That's how you be, you yeah, be doing yeah. that now. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, when I watch football, I just watch the O line, and I yeah. think that's like an O line thing. Like you know, I don't be, be watching other stuff. I just look at the O line. <laughs> look at the matchups, man. Because you know, it's like I'm just like watching film again. You know, so I just, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I enjoy. But yeah, I, 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 I still do that. I still watch the NFL. I'm like, man, I could do that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, because I'll I be look, I'll be thinking about it, man. I'll be like, yo, that's like, you know, O line, O line and um interior linemen, interior D linemen, they they always get overlooked. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. those guys right there, people don't realize I said, y'all hit every play. Every play you make in contact with somebody, <laughs> but you get the least recognition. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We used to read this poem, poem before our football games in high school. They essentially said that how we get, you know, O-line and just get the least recognition. Like, man, they're even when I was in high school, man, people didn't understand like why all these coaches would come and see me. They're like, you don't catch no touchdowns. <laughs> you don't touch the ball. Why are these, why are these coaches come want you, man? They don't get it. I'm like, man, nobody understands. Uh, in the office alone, so hey, they, like, what they thought you was the water boy or something, man. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> when it was like, man, I don't understand why he's you know getting recruited, like he don't do nothing in the games. I'm like, well, y'all just, I don't think y'all really know what uh, office line is, man. God, I mean, yeah, I hate that for you, man. <laughs> oh no, I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't, yeah. I don't need a recognition, man. I, 
I got God's regulation. I don't need nobody else. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, what you think about the NFL? Look, I know you say you're a basketball fan initially. What do you think about the NBA right there? Who you, th- who you going for? Uh, I mean, I'm LeBron fans, so I'm going for the Lakers. I think it's crazy. Board. I think, like, right now we watching the NBA kind of shift. We're kind of seeing some of the the stars that were that, that, that have been stars for the last 10 years. It's kind of shifting. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, Warriors down 2 0-2. Yeah. And then uh you got some of these new name guys who are, you know, playing better than some of the old heads. Yo, I'm 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 I haven't watched I I'm be honest, I don't watch basketball to the playoffs. Because no, same, same. these jokers they they take games off, you know, they they, they gonna get their rest time in, they're getting all this stuff in. And I'm like, I'm not gonna watch till it means something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I hadn't watched Sacramento play all year. And I watched Sacramento play. I was like, these boys are trouble. Yeah. <laughs> no, same here. I'm be real. I was telling my dad that yesterday. I was like, man, since I've been alive, I can't remember the last time the Kings was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Since you've been alive. But yeah, like that night, like that 90, it was like the 98, 99. They they had Chris Webber and them guys. Chris Webber, okay. yeah, yeah. They was they was they was straight. Jason I'm Williams. saying I'm talking about like contenders. Tim, 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 like, yeah, no, nah, they, they were they was actually yeah they was actually okay, the, they yeah they was continued there. But you know, but like I said, man, it, you know it, it's been some years though. But you know, it's <laughs> like, it, look, but you know, it's like um, this is like football. You know, I, I think um, I think athletes are becoming more. They becoming more. You know. They're more athletes now compared to back in the day. It was only like two or three elite athletes. Now it's hundreds of elite athletes. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. Yeah. And it, and it, you know, and I because everybody tried to they try to compare a player from yesteryear to today's player. It's not the same. It's it's not the same. It, it's not the same. It's it's just like you know because of development. And y'all just big, y'all. That, look, you just from your age on no, up, these kids are huge. They're bigger, no, stronger, yeah. faster. Cause this, yeah. it was one kid the combine. He was a DN. He ran like a four eight four six forty, and I'm like, <laughs> you rarely, you rarely would see that. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, and um, no, yeah. What, what's the guy's name? Refrigerator Perry. Yeah, the, the, the big football player. I, I'm gonna see how big he was. Cause yeah, Refrigerator Perry. Yeah, he was a big dude. He was 6'2", 335. I think they say he was like the biggest guy in the NFL at the time. Yeah, yeah. Or, or one of the bigger guys. One of the big guys, right. <laughs> There's plenty of dudes 330. I'm 320. Like, it's plenty. You know, yeah. so, like. It's a dime a dozen there. It's different. It's different. It's different. It's different. And like I said, I tell a lot of people, they, you know, they always want to compare it. But I'm like, it, it, it's like apples and oranges. You can't compare it because these kids, they're just big and strong and fast. And then the development, they're developing early. You know what I'm saying? Like these kids get recruited in eighth grade, seventh grade, they get scholarships. Now that was unheard of years ago. Kids you know are training though. Like, man, kids are like, <laughs> like even when I was in high school, I mean, some kids had, had trainers. Yeah. But man, like now, like kids, man, it's parents, man, they they they, they got they, they got their kids doing speed training, strength training. Yeah. In seventh, eighth grade, man, I'm like, man, my dad, like, just go outside. <laughs> <laughs> You want no trainer for me, man. Was, hey, he said just go out. Yeah, you got these kids eating bison and all yeah. and stuff. I was eating oatmeal. 
it's different for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man. I, like I said, I, I, I tell. I mean, I be looking at some of these kids, and I be like, "Yo, how? What in the world y'all eating, man? You know, it used to be rare. You know, you can walk into a school, you see, you might see one or two kids, six five, six six. Now it's just like the whole school about that tall. You know what I'm saying? You, know, did, you know what I'm saying? Like the girls, the, the females, they're getting taller. And you're like, golly. So now I went to the state championship game. There's a kid from Charlotte. He was sophomore. He's 6'10". And I'm like, well, basketball yeah, basketball. And I'm like, why in the world? You know, That's 15, 16 years old, 6'10". And I'm like, yeah. it was a monster. And like I said, you know, most kids, like when I was coming through, if they was that tall early, they was they wasn't coordinated. It was goofy, yeah. Yeah, yeah they was kind of, you know, trying to figure out their body. Now these kids, they running up and down the court like like they guards and they 6'10. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, it's things have changed, man. Athletes yeah. are getting like you said, they're becoming better athletes, they become more athletic. Yeah. That's why that's why when they have the debates, man, of like, you know, who's the GOAT? I'm just like, look, man. Michael Jordan, I love Michael Jordan. I think he's a phenomenal player, and obviously, yeah. for, you know, his brand is, is is bigger than him. Yeah, but you can't compare him with LeBron. Just from mm -hmm. an athletic standpoint, like it's not even comparable. Yeah, there's stuff Michael Jordan did. People do every night, right? <laughs> like, not even, yeah, you know? yeah, athletically yeah. wise, at least. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, I think you know when it comes down to the mentality, I think you know. Jordan always plays with an edge on his shoulder. LeBron, he he, you know, he that fun dude. And I think that's what I think that's what a lot of people step him down because he ain't have that. He he doesn't have that edge, so that 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 kind of shadows a lot of stuff. And him like because you know they talk about Kobe and Michael, they got that edge. <laughs> when, pe when people say LeBron had an edge, I'm like, man, I don't know. I just I have to disagree with that. Just because yeah. <clears throat> we're talking about a competitor here, we're talking about a guy. Yeah, who's, yeah, yeah. And, you know, his life literally yeah. puts his life into this. So, right. how can y'all not say he don't have an edge just because he don't show it on his face or he's not yeah. cussing people out? <laughs> and look, and that's, what, and that's what people are accustomed to, though. You know, people, people are accustomed to, I want that last shot. I want that, you know, I want that killer. You know, that, that like you said, with you know, that's how Kobe got the Mamba name. He was that killer, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think that's I think that's the only thing that, that hurts LeBron. But numbers don't lie, though. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. You can't deny that. You can't you deny can't the deny numbers. numbers. Like I said, I tell people all the time, say so you can't deny the numbers. Whatever he he did, hey, the numbers, the numbers gonna be there. When once he long gone, the numbers gonna still be there. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever passed up LeBron as far as even like the, the scoring title. Nobody'll ever get that. No, no. Nah, 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 not the way these kids because I was looking at the league now and 30, you old. You you old you older than the NBA now, you know what I'm saying? At 30. So I'm like, I was looking at somebody yesterday, and they, they said they'd be out of the league for 15 years, and they was like 40 years old. And I'm like, well, dang, you left the league when you was like 25. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, so you only, you know, I'm like, you're gonna have a few players as you know, 37, but it's gonna be rare. You know, I think 30, 33, because you boys they play so much basketball. And I think by the time they do get to the league, they about burn out. Burnt out. They about oh, burn yeah, out. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I tell anybody, you can't, you know, from a from a fitness standpoint, you can't train the same muscles all the time. Like you said, you growing up, you played everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? These kids, 
once they get the seven, eight, yeah, they want sport. And I'm like, then they get the, like you said, look, calf muscle tour, Achilles and stuff. At early age, you like, that stuff you expect older people to have. You know what I mean? Yeah, so <laughs> I, saw, I saw an article about that, about about, about um, athletes being burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about Lonzo Ball. You know, he has like this knee injury. He's been out for like a year. Yeah. Because of this knee injury. And they said it's due to like overuse. Wow. So. Yeah, like I said, man, I think, you know, I, I I enjoy the kids getting prepped early, but, you know, parents out there, y'all need to hey, let these kids, you know, play some let other sports. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they play some other sports. Kids, Don't man. kill them on the weekend. You know, they, they become weekend warriors. They they, yeah. they got these AU tournaments, and then they play school ball. You got you to get their body some rest, man. I mean, I understand. And then, you know, I used to coach AU ball. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. It's crazy now, man. I'm like, y'all kids, they they playing, it's like every week they gone somewhere. I'm like, they don't never get no rest. <laughs> no, I'm like, when I had kids, it won't be like that for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Every weekend. Yeah. You gotta let them rest, man. Yeah, you gotta let them rest. Especially while they're growing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, man, look, I ain't gonna take up too much of your time, bro. I appreciate you coming on today. But um I appreciate you, man. You got some um you got you got a word for some young athletes out there. <clears throat> or, or some parents, yeah, the word for them, some positive, positive message. No, yeah, for sure not for the athletes, man. I would just say, um, <clears throat> just put your goals in front of you, man, and really dedicate yourself to them. Um, that's one thing that I wish I would have done in high school was kind of and college was kind of just eliminate the distractions around you, man. And distractions look different for everybody, um, whether it's girls or social life or social media, mm-hmm. whatever. Just kind of eliminate those distractions, man, and just. And just put your goals in front of you, you know, and, and you'll be happy at the end. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's 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 my advice to the to the young athletes. <laughs> <laughs> got you, got you, got you. Like and, and to the parents, you know, what would you suggest they do? They got a young athlete coming through the household, you know, and starting to get the look. How what what would you suggest to, to try to help keep them yeah. gr- grounded? To keep yeah, them- for sure, man. Just just try as hard as you can to, to you know to keep your kids humble, man. Humility. Is extremely important, um, and will blow them to be successful in any arena. Um, and also, I mean, just just kind of value your kids outside of, you know, their athletic performance. I think a lot of parents, um, you know, only see their kids as athletes, or they had a good game, then they smile and they're showing love. You know, show them love when they had a bad game, or show them love when they got a bad grade, or whatever. Just kind of value your kids, you know, more than just you know them being good athletes. So yeah, got you. And that goes for parents and coaches. I think coaches need to – I think a lot of times people got to see the human before the athlete and not vice versa. So. Right, right, right. Man, that's 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 some good stuff right there. Because like you said, hey, you got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> you got to take yeah. the wins with the losses. Oh, yeah. a lot not people, for sure, man. For sure, for hey, sure. Because you ain't going to win them all. But, yeah, but like I said, man, I appreciate you, bro. Look, we'll link up later on. Look, I'll see you later on this week at the gym, so probably. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be at the gym in like hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I said, I, I, uh, I'm i glad I'm glad you, you know, you took the time out and shared your little insight, man, because, um, you know, it's, I think it's beneficial to a lot of people, man, and, and let people see see athlete from a different light, you know, because all things, when they see him on the field, all they see is you, you a warrior, don't realize you can articulate you could talk, you know what I'm saying? You know how oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's the thing, man. It's like people, people, you know, they 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 think y'all robots. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Which, sure, yeah. You know, you think you, you 
Like, oh, look, people think you're playing, um, what's that, Madden or something, you know? You think y'all just robots are put together, but you you do have thought process and, and, and can articulate and, and, you know, and talk and understand what's really going on in the world besides just what's on the field and what, what goes through you while you're on the field, you know what I'm saying? And when, when you, like you said, outside of that, you know, you got a life too, you know, you just like... It's not about sports, you know. Sports gonna end one day. You got to remember that. So you you try to keep a life outside of that. And, and no, like yeah, said, sure. yeah, man. You but... So that, that's another thing I'll add too to the athletes, man. Find yourself outside of your sport too, because like you said, eventually that that ball gonna stop dribbling. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're not gonna put the helmet on again. And so you got to know who you are, and you know what value you bring outside of you know just your athletic value. You know? Yeah, yeah. Got you, man. Hey, look, appreciate you, bro. Look, until next time, I'm gonna have you back up here again. And um, sure, look, get, look, get some of your boys, man. We gonna we'll chop it up one day. Get some of your boys. Oh, no, you know, man. When, just, just when the league is, yeah, 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 yeah. We can, we can chop it up. I got a couple guys on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, man. Look, and uh, maybe one day we could go live and like, like let them ask y'all some questions. You know what I'm saying? Especially some sure. some some of the young kids. But um, but like I said, all right, peeps. Until next time, it's your boy, Real Charlemagne. Hey. It's good, good show, man. I, I look, I appreciate this dude, man. This hey, he he been a bright bright light in my life since I met him, and he always humble, man. He always like ask me how I'm feeling and everything, man. But hey, continue to be a blessing to others, bro. And that's my word to you. Continue to be Thank a you. blessing to others. <laughs> All appreciate right, till next time, people. I holler at y'all. Peace.